You know, when I look around at all the entrepreneurs who are grinding it out, spending 70 to 80 hours per week growing their business, you have to ask yourself the question, at what cost? Hi, my name is Tim Uchuk, and in this podcast, we're going to be exploring the tools, tactics, and strategies for crushing it and scaling your business without making the ultimate sacrifice of your time and freedom. Hey, what's up, guys? Tim Uchuk here, and uh, I have my coffee. It is early in the morning. This is my favorite time of day when it's nice and quiet in the household. So thought I would record a quick episode for you. And we just actually finished up. It's the start of a new quarter. So we just finished up our, uh, our planning for the next 90 days. And for those of you who have not heard the podcast, I talked about it in one of the recent episodes. But if you are not working in seasons in your business, meaning you set measurable targets across your business every single 90 days, you're missing out big time. This is something we've been doing for years and this completely transformed my business. So if you're not doing it, uh, you're missing out. This is how the fastest growing companies do it. They create, uh, it's kind of like the Goldilocks, uh, not too short, not too long, right? We, we overestimate what we can get done in a week, but we really, really underestimate what we can get done if we focus uh, within 90 days, within a quarter. So if you haven't, definitely recommend checking out that episode. And this one, I want to talk about your team and uh, specifically, I want to talk about what it looks like to build a culture that attracts and retains great people. What does that look like? And uh, I'm going to start with a quote by Toyota. Toyota, I mean, <clears throat> I can't say enough in terms of the, the, the road that they've paved for all of us when it comes to building people, but they always say we build people before we build cars. And uh, again, I had posted on, uh, if you look at the, the uh, success, the results, the sales, and profitability of the top uh, car manufacturers, they're, they're number one, obviously, and uh, number two doesn't even come close. And I think their secret weapon is in large part because of this, their, uh, their respect for, for the people. <clears throat> and so specifically in this episode, I wanted to talk about three strategies that you can use to magnetize your business and uh, attract those A players um, and then retain them and uh, start to build a winning culture around you. So not everything kind of lives and dies on your shoulders. Okay, so number one I want to talk about is is magnetizing A players into your business. And uh, it's amazing to me when you go on sites like Indeed or, or ZipRecruiter, how many businesses out there have commoditized themselves? Like you, you recognize the value of marketing. You know, you've got your USP, unique selling proposition. How do you differentiate yourselves when it comes to marketing your business? The same is true when it comes to attracting people. And again, it amazes me. People are so lazy when it comes to posting job ads where they all look the same. Sales account manager, sales account manager, sales account manager. You see hundreds of them when you type in sales. They all look the bloody same, which is a commodity, right? So how do you differentiate yourself? Well, number one, post something different um, you know, all-star sales account manager, something that's going to make them say, wait a second, this is different because if they're an A player, they're not looking for a commodity, just another job. And chances are they're going to be in pretty high demand. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching the, the, uh, 
NBA uh, drafts right now and everybody's picking. There's one left. The Kawhi Leonard is, is the one guy that's left remaining and he's just biding his time and everybody's chomping at the bit to get him. I think it's down to uh, the Lakers, uh, the Clippers and Toronto Raptors. So everyone's chomping at the bit. So how do these organizations attract him? Uh, they've got to do things differently. And uh, I know he, he had asked, I heard yesterday, he had asked about, um, you know, if I'm going to be playing with you, I don't want to be playing back to back. I want to be refreshed. I want to make sure that you guys have top medical facilities and staff. He had all of these demands, right? Because he's a, he's one of the best players in the league. And so if you want to have the best players um, be attracted to your business, what are you doing differently? What that's going to attract them? And you might know it, but how are you going to articulate it so that you can attract them? So here are two strategies um, for magnetizing them from ads because you can't really, you can't speak for yourself when you're posting a job or at least until you use the strategy I'm going to be sharing with you. Okay, so <clears throat> think about when you're uh, creating an ad and posting it. First of all, the title when you post it, you got to make it different. You got to make it exciting and stand out so you can convert the click. You can get them to stop on your on your ad and the only role of the, the posting is to attract the right person and get them to click, right? It's marketing. Um, secondly, when they click on your job posting, don't just talk about the responsibilities like uh, you know managing a territory, growing sales. Every other posting is going to have that. <clears throat> Before that, you want to A players look for companies that have uh, a bigger purpose and companies that have a soul. And so, what I mean by that is, what's your what's your vision? What are you guys working towards? And <clears throat> you can describe your soul by um, essentially that's your core values to show that you stand for something because they want to know that they're coming into a safe environment where people actually have integrity they have values um, so that they it's not just uh, you know money driven a players are not driven just by money they want they want something more so at the very top of your job ad you should be if you don't have core values first of all you should have them uh, so for example ours some of ours are we've got a results only work environment uh, happiness first we serve uh, and and so we talk about them all the time in our business and this occurred to me I didn't realize all the stuff that I'm sharing with you until a few years back you know going back around five years where I kept asking people you know what attracted you to to apply for this job and sure enough they would say your uh, was reading about your core values and they resonated so as an owner, you may take it for granted, but if you're not putting um, your core values into your job description at the very, very top to see if it's a good fit, you are missing out and you're not going to be attracting A players, plain and simple. You're a commodity and it's it's going to be more uh, randomness whether or not uh, you attract them. Second strategy is how do you give yourself a bit of a soul? Um, so I use a, a tool to record a... Uh, video right at the top of the job postings where it's literally a video of me sharing my screen saying hey it's Tim uh, president of TK and uh, I just wanted to reach out and thank you for your interest in applying want to give you a little bit of background on our business and what we stand for so it's literally like a two or three minute video of me talking and again when I ask them what attracted you they they will say you know I watched the video and it seemed like a place that I could that, that I could work at so again, you're you're differentiating yourself from the rest of the pack and you're showing that you've got a human side and a video and who else does that? A players are attracted to people who are a little bit outside of the box, right? They want something that's going to challenge them. And those two things 
those three things that I mentioned. So your headline uh, for your job posting, sharing your core values in the video are going to do that. And so that's step one of attracting and magnetizing great people into your company. If you don't have these things, you're just, you're going to have terrible odds and it's just going to be randomness and uh, good, <laughs> good luck using that strategy because everyone else is doing that, right? Other than um, they are, uh, they're, they're spending money to, to boost and, <clears throat> and doing it that way. But even then, if you're not standing out a little bit, then uh, again, you're on the same playing field as everyone else. The other piece is if uh, within Indeed, if you haven't gotten a rating, um, I recommend doing a rating campaign. So some of these some of these job sites, you can you can rate the business. Uh, you could just get your your team uh, to to put in ratings for the business. So you can start get start to get stars next to your job ad. That's another good strategy. Okay, so let's say that you've hired an A player. You want to uh, set them up for success and hopefully retain them so they're not quitting and bouncing around every year. The best way to do <clears throat> this is to um, to set a good first impression. You know, first impression really, really sets the tone. And so think through your, your onboarding process and um, map it out in terms of, okay, so what are all the things that need to be done prior to? So that's, we've got a, <clears throat> we've got a checklist for one week prior to. We have a checklist for a day prior to. So, for example, for the week prior to, it's setting up all the accounts, technology, making sure they have their computer and everything. A day prior to, we set up their their office, their computer. Um, one of the items on our checklist is to write a nice note that says welcome with a happy face. <laughs> so it's like a nice human touch. Think about like an Airbnb experience, right? That, that great first impression, you wanna wow them. Um, we buy them lunch on day one, that's in the checklist. Um, and then you set the agenda. So, so the uh, supervisor or manager should have that ahead of time. <clears throat> so map it out, you know, follow up on day two, one week after follow up, check in, make sure they're happy. One month after follow up, check in, make sure they're happy. Three months after check in, follow up, uh, and, and really choreograph the ideal onboarding experience. So that's number two is setting the right first impression by by thinking of yourself as again like a, a top rated Airbnb. Uh, they're top rated because they've thought about the experience, and you should too. Especially if you want to have an environment where you're cultivating um, and attracting a, a great team, a world class team. And uh, as they say, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Number three, um, again, so I talk about respect for people all the time and what that means. And respect for people is respecting their potential, respecting what they're capable of. You can do that by distributing ownership. And this is where most business owners get hung up is that they're perfectionists and they want things done a certain way. And the fact of the matter is when you're training someone and they're starting out, they're not gonna do things perfectly and uh, they're not gonna be you. And so my, my thinking is there are many doors to the same house. Some people are going to do it differently. How I get around this um, and how I set up guardrails for when I'm handing things off is to um, really define the, the success criteria. So like if you do this, 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 and this, um, all things being, being equal, if you're, if you're doing these things, then have at it. Use your, use your own kind of strategy and, and, and ways of getting there. So that's, that's one way is creating bumper rails or guardrails <clears throat> by defining the success criteria very clearly so that they understand and they have context for what success looks like. Uh, and then, you know, respect for people and distributing ownership, which again, 
A players love the opportunity to grow and you can give them the opportunity to grow by distributing ownership. So that means very specifically, if you've got a sales manager, for example, he owns your sales, he owns the, the numbers and um, he's, he's measured on the success and the health of the sales department. He's responsible for the processes, not only being documented, but adhered to. So that's that's theirs. You put it on their shoulders and, and articulate it very clearly to say, okay, do we have a do we have a standard for using our CRM? If not, can you document it? So what does healthy look like? Well, it looks like, you know, 90% of our activities are are not overdue, for example. It means that we have targets established for meetings weekly. It means that we have targets established for um, quotes going out weekly. And it means that we have a recurring weekly sales meeting where everyone's reporting on their numbers and you're responsible to make sure that these things happen. So what does healthy look like? How can we measure it and distribute that ownership by saying you own, you own these numbers, you own these metrics, you own the health of this department. And by the way, I'm here to support you. So it's not like you're you're sending them off to to live or die by by success, and um, that's almost setting them up for failure. But you want to set up an environment where they can grow by giving them ownership, and then saying, you know, how how can I support you? Let let's work together to set up this structure so that you can you can be successful. And so that is um, <clears throat> distributing ownership, showing your team respect. That's what um, great people love. They love that that opportunity to grow, um, as we all do, and to cultivate an environment where people have that opportunity. Um, you know, there are many doors to the same house. So if you set up guardrails in terms of the numbers and the systems and what success looks like and, and feels like, then uh, you're off to the races. And your people, they're just going to be finding opportunity and challenges, all those things that, that we all look for. Um, in our personal needs for growth and, and within our journey. And then if you've got your core value set, you know, you do things like volunteer, you give back. It's not just money driven. Uh, so we volunteer once a quarter. That's attractive to our people because we're giving back. There's there's a little bit, there's a bigger picture to what we're, what we're about here. So I hope that's helpful. Those are the three strategies that um, have really helped us to attract and retain great people, which is one of my secret competitive advantages. Um, so number one, <clears throat> magnetize A players when you're posting job ads by sharing your core values, have a listing um, title that's a little bit different, like all-star, um, you know, looking for all-star sales account manager, something that's a little bit different to get the click, number two, um, and then having that video is another hack on the job ad so they can see a video of you kind of describing your company so they can uh, see it's there's there's a face to the name. Number two, think about your onboarding experience um, and consider creating a checklist, you know, a week before, a day before, day of and so on. And, uh, you know, a lot of people get paralysis by analysis. So start simple and it's something that you're we're always working on ours and it's evolved over time. So start simple and uh, just put something together and evolve it over time. Um, but think about that, uh, create a good first impression through your onboarding experience, set them up for success. Number three, distribute ownership by showing respect for your people, by allowing them to actually own a process. And so let's say again, in any of your business uh, functions, if one doesn't exist, have them have them document it. So rather than you doing it for them, have have them do it. And if they need support or, or feedback, 
you know, involve the stakeholders, give them feedback, support them, but, um, you know, have them own it. And the best way to learn, by the way, if somebody's new, um, have them document it. The best way to learn is to teach. So have, uh, you know, if you've got a new person and there's no procedures uh, documented, best way to learn is to teach. One last quick hack when it comes to documenting. This is a, an area where, where people get really hung up. Um, and so there's a tool that I use called Loom, L-O-O-M.com, uh, which is recording uh, quick videos. So we use this as a tool for quickly like doing a screenshot or talking through a process. You know, a video is worth a thousand, 10,000 words. So that's one um, secret strategy that we use. The second is when you're thinking about a um, documenting procedure, it's best to use the, you know, ask the question, what are the, what are the 20% of things that we do that drive the 80? So you do a Pareto analysis, keep it simple. Um, but the goal is for, you know, you've got it when somebody can go through um, the document and uh, without having to talk to anyone, they can, they can achieve success. They can achieve that desired result. So Loom is one way you can do that by using that tool. Number two, uh, when you're documenting it, the quick and easiest way to do it is to start with the, the important steps chronologically. I'll give you a quick example. So uh, let's say that you're documenting um, how, to, how to hire. So um, the important step that's universal there is you, uh, you need a job description. So important step number one would be job description. Um, what's the number two? You got to post it. What's the number three? Filter applicants. What's the number four? Higher. So there's four important steps that are pretty much universal. Now within each of these steps, there's a bunch of things that need to get done. So within those, you would have success criteria. So for example, success criteria in creating your job ad would be must use our template. Success criteria number two would be must get approval from our, our HR manager. So there's all these little boxes that need to be checked within each of these important steps. So if you follow this um, and, uh, you know, obviously who's doing the, each of the important steps. So which, which role for each of the important steps and then use a, uh, a tool like Loom <clears throat> for creating a video to show, okay, here's how we do it. That's the fastest, easiest way to document something. So if you have not, um, if you've been struggling with documenting processes and procedures, uh, do that <laughs> and keep it simple. If you're looking for more strategies, um, you know, in our perfect week coaching program, we have all these tools already done for you, uh, as well as training on how to use them. But, uh, with that stuff, I, I think if you follow these three strategies, you'll be off to the races and, uh, wishing you success and, and luck when it comes to attracting, magnetizing a players in your business, building a world-class culture. I'm going to get back to uh, my morning uh, routine here. Otherwise, uh, hope you guys found value in that and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Tim Uchuk here. And real quick, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, if you could take a couple quick seconds to give it a rating, it would be very much appreciated. And secondly, if you're looking for more tools and strategies on how you can crush it in life and business, just head on over to bookwithtim.com where I've put together a free case study which shows you how to unlock unprecedented freedom today by using the two power levers. Just head on over to bookwithtim.com. Until next time, wishing you success and freedom in your business. Cheers.